Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What a joy to be here again this morning in the house of God, worshipping with the family of God. Alright, turn your Bibles with me to the Gospel of Luke in chapter 21 and we're going to look at verse 34. Luke's Gospel chapter 21 and verse 34. The Bible says, be on guard so that your hearts will not be weighed down with dissipation. Dissipation means overindulgence or squandering, wasting or overindulgence. Be on guard that your hearts will not be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day will not come on you suddenly like a trap. Here the scriptures are saying, if you will guard your heart to ensure that it's not weighed down by indulging in the things of life that we love or in drunkenness, And the worries of life. Then that is one way we are prepared for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Many people, they speak as though Jesus is coming but live as though he is not. Every day of our life, life goes on as usual and we are are, are doing things in our life. But here is the scripture, be on the guard. That the scripture reminds us. Be on the guard. There are many things in life that... We generally guard in our life. There are so many things in life. In fact, we guard our families. We love especially, we men of the home, we love to guard, make sure the family is safe. We guard our our homes. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we, everybody, you know, um, locks the door. <laughs> locks the door to step out of the house to make sure everything is safe. We guard our cars, our ornaments, our possessions. Some of us guard our equipment, things we like. Many guard their finances. They say make must make wise investments in life. Guard your finances. Make good investments. We may even take a, a you know, some people would take a class in karate to guard yourself because you're living in a wicked world, they would say. Or we may, uh, you know, software guys would say, you know, you need to put a nice anti-software, anti-virus software on your computer. Why? You've got to guard your computer. You've got to make sure that viruses don't come and damage your computer. Many times we are hacking or, you know, protecting against hackers and things like that. We set up, you know, controls as parents. We want to protect our children. We want to make sure that they're safe. And so we put checks in place so that we can guard what the children watch or what the children are exposed to. As human beings, we're all always trying to guard. People are trying to guard boundaries of nations and and people are trying to guard, uh, you know, all kinds of things. Everything that is of value, people want to guard. People not only want to guard, they want to own. They want to own it and then they want to guard it so that they can keep it because they find it of value. And especially whatever is of value, we want to guard. Many people are there who want to guard their health. You know, they'll go for exercise every day and, and they will eat right and they will sleep right and they'll say, you know, you got to do all those things right. If so, how often do we think of guarding our heart? Whatever is of great value, we will guard. We casually end up giving our heart away to people. We casually end up giving, people say, oh, I fell in love with somebody. I love someone and I want to, you know, I want to walk, you know, I want to be. We give our heart away so easily. We don't guard our heart because we do not know what it means to protect that which we value. Our heart drives our actions, our thinking, our influences, our decision making. Everything is done by the heart. And if we don't have a healthy heart, we cannot have a healthy life. Many times we would say that in the physical. If we don't have a healthy heart, we can't have a healthy life. But it's also true in the spiritual. If we don't have a healthy heart, we cannot have a healthy life. We can neither, because we are not able to walk down a pathway of righteousness and joy and and happiness. We are not able to live a happy life. Guarding our heart is about protecting ourselves from external things that want to hurt us, not just hurt us, 
deceivers, damages, cheaters, lie to us. External things that want to hurt and also guarding our heart from internal things that want to destroy our life. Because from outside influences can come and without knowing from within our heart, iniquity in our heart can try to influence us. We must be careful what we fall in love with, where we keep our attentions. You know, we can have negative emotions, negative thoughts, negative things that come in our life that can come fears and and, and unbelief and all kinds of things that come and take root. And when you meet people, you know, as we've gone around the church over the years, we have met different kinds of people, both in the, in the church and outside the church, everywhere. You find toxic kind of people, people that are really toxic. You know, they, 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 they carry an air of negativity with them all the time. You talk to them, how are you doing? Oh, it's been terrible. I don't know. But what happened? No, nothing really, but just generally terrible. Uh, you know, while you can meet someone going through hell and high water, and you say, how are you doing? Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And He has anointed me to preach. You can meet somebody going through a very difficult time and yet having guarded their heart. The heart's condition has been very little to do with the environment we are in as much to do as how much we have guarded it. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me today? The Bible says, guard your heart. Look at somebody next to you and say, guard your heart. Look at somebody and say, I want to guard my heart. Alright, so this is why Paul goes on to remind us in the scriptures. He he, he says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, get rid of things. Get out of some of these things that are trying to take that place in your heart. Guarding your heart is an active thing we have to do. Others cannot guard your heart for you. Hallelujah. That was one of the things that others cannot guard your heart for you. Only you can guard your heart. You know, others may be able to guard your, 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 guard your health for you. You know, when people fall sick, especially husbands fall sick, I've seen wives will go with a vengeance. They want to guard their health of their husband. It's a great thing. You know, others can do that for you. But what about your heart? Who can guard that? Who decides what garbage is going in and what garbage is going Who decides? You know, if it's our heart, they'll say, don't eat all that cholesterol and don't eat all that sugar and don't eat all those things. Who decides what goes in your heart? Who decides? Only you and I can decide what can go inside our heart. And yet, we don't know that it's so important to guard our heart. We're guarding everything else. You know, some in our nation, people, you know, especially some of the people, they love having ornaments on. And you know, you know how we take care of our ornaments. We take the ornament, put it inside a box and close the box, put it in a plastic cover, close the plastic cover and put it inside a, you know, a, a small little trunk and then close that trunk and put it inside a safe, close the safe and put that safe inside a safe. <laughs> Why? Because what we value, we will guard. We guard. We, many people, they, they guard their, their, their physical boundaries. No, you shouldn't touch me. Nobody should. Uh, you, you guard your sexuality. Why? Because what you value, you guard. Whatever you do not guard, which is available freely for everybody, you do not value. Hallelujah. If you value something, you will guard it. And God is saying, what about your heart? Why? Why is God asking? You know, because... Wicked thoughts and godly thoughts both come from the same heart. And it is the source of everything that we decide. Decisions are made in that same heart. And if everything about my life is made from this place, then I want to value it. I want to protect it. I want to guard it so much. We're not going to let anybody touch that heart of ours except God who wants good for us. You know, the Bible says that the consequences of not guarding our heart can be far-reaching. Do you know in the times of Noah? In the times of Noah? you know why the Bible says God destroyed the earth at that time? Send the flood and destroyed the earth? The Bible says in Genesis 6-5, it says like this. God saw that every imagination in the heart of man was wicked. And he said, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. Every man, Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth. And that what? Every intent of what? The thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. When did judgment come? When people did guard their heart. 
Guarding their heart is so important. Guarding our heart is so important. Because so many things happen there. It is in this place that we feel emotions. It's in this place that we feel anger. It's in this place we feel rage. It's in this place we feel violated and cheated. And that is why God is saying, you need to guard this. Because you got to value your heart. God saw that these thoughts were so evil. He said, I'm going to destroy them and he sent the flood. Some people say, you got to follow your heart. Do what your heart tells you to do. Uh, you know, they have this... Uh, 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 they, 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 if you're angry with somebody, you know, some places they, they have these punching rooms. They say, if you're angry with somebody, go punch something over there. You pay for it and go and punch something. They say, follow your heart, do it. Uh, you know, but I want you to know something. You can't follow your heart everywhere. Why? In place of following your heart, follow the Holy Spirit. Because He can be trusted. The heart is deceptive above everything else. Our heart is deceptive. And many times when we follow our heart, I'm not saying all the time, when we follow our heart, this deceptive heart will only lead us to destruction. Our hearts are truly who we really are. Proverbs 27 and verse 19 says like this, As water is reflects the face, so the heart of man reflects the man. Just like when you look in a water and you can see your face, your reflection, or look in a mirror and you can see a reflection. So also, the Bible says, if you look at the condition of a person's heart, you know who, how the person is. Fearful, angry, withdrawn, hurt, you know, or the heart can be joyful, peaceful, you know, the, the heart can be uh, uh, compassionate, kind, beautiful. That is why we tell people, when you get married, you know, what you're marrying is not a beautiful person or non-beautiful person. What you're marrying is someone with a heart condition. You're marrying the condition of the heart. It might be a fearful person. Maybe an angry person. The other day, uh, you know, the, someone was saying, one of my friends, he was, he, someone was telling me about one of their friends. He was saying, oh, my friend, oh, he has a, he, he himself knows he's got a problem with anger. That, what is the problem with anger? It's a wounded heart. He says, I don't let people near me. I've got a problem with anger. Why? The expression, that's the expression of pain. Some people have a problem with, with various kinds of problems in the heart. And God is saying, that really reflects who we really are. And that's why God commands us to guard our heart. Our heart is our mind, our intellect, our conscience, it's our emotions. The heart is who we really are. Deep, deep down. If someone gets to see a heart, hear a heart, experience our heart, whether good or bad, that's who we have chosen to become. The Bible is very clear when it talks about God alone knows our heart. You know, in First Samuel and chapter 16 and verse 7, the Bible says, And the Lord tells Samuel, Do not look... At his appearance or the height of stature. He's talking about Samuel when he went to pray for David. The Bible is saying, do not look at his appearance or height or his stature because I have rejected him. God sees not as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the inside. When, you know, God, literally Samuel, God is telling Samuel, I have rejected some people. But I have accepted David. I have, or Samuel the prophet, or is suddenly realizing in his heart, God does not look at man looks, as man looks. We look at the outside. Oh, she's cute. He's nice. He's rich. Oh, he's smart. You know, we look at all of that. But God looks on the inside and looks at the condition of the heart. He's bitter. He's angry. He's unforgiving. Oh, she's unkind. Oh, there she's negative. He's negative. God looks at the condition of heart. Proverbs chapter 21. And verse 2 says, and I think this is a very important verse for us. Proverbs 21 and verse 2 says like this. It says, every man's way is right in his own eyes. But the Lord weighs the heart. You know, it's very hard for us to find people whose ways are not right in their own eyes. We always feel we are right all the time. Our thoughts are right, what we think is right, what we feel is right, what we decide is right. And that is why we are thinking in that particular way. But yet the Bible says, the Lord goes straight for the heart. What does God do? God opens up the heart and God begins to discern the condition of our heart. 
Matthew 15, 8 says, The people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far away. We praise you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. You are Lord. You are Lord. But how do I know whether he is Lord? Looking at our heart, the decisions our heart is making will tell us who really is Lord. When you look at the Bible, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a fight, there's a battle. There's a battle for the throne of our heart. There's a battle for a throne of your heart and my heart. Who is fighting for it? Number one, God is fighting for your heart. Where the Bible says, it says in Proverbs 23, 26, Give me your heart, my son, and let your eyes delight in my ways. Today, brothers, sisters, God is calling us and saying, Give me your heart. You know, many of us, we give our heart away freely to so many people. We trust people. We fall in love with people. And we fall out of love. <laughs> and we fall in love again and fall out of love. And, and, and we give our heart away. We get wounded. Thinking that they can take care of our heart. Actually, listen to me. They say, we, we say, I fell in love with somebody thinking they will take care of my heart. But the fact is, God is asking us to take care of our heart. Did you hear what I'm saying? The, God is asking us to take care of our heart. God wants our heart. Satan wants our heart. First Peter 5.8 says, Be sober, be vigilant for your adversary. The, the enemy, the devil, is, is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Not only does the devil want a heart, and God want a heart, we want a heart. <laughs> We're saying, wait a minute, God, back off. Satan, back off. My turn. I want to decide. It's my life. You know, when I was growing up, there was a song called, It's My Life. We grew up singing. A, that was a song of rebellion. Why? It's my life. I will decide what happens in my life. You know, and God would be saying, hmm, the last I checked, I distinctly remember creating you. You know, some people say, I'm a self-made man. You're not a self-made man. You had no say in where you're born, when you're born, what creed and color and caste and community and nation that you're born in. You and I had no say in that. God had a plan, has a distinct involvement in all our lives. Hallelujah. You see, there's a battle for our throne of our heart. And the devil, God, and we ourselves are fighting for it. Why? Why should we guard our hearts so much? Our heart is so important. Why should we guard our heart? We should guard our heart because, because it, from it comes the wellspring of life. Everything in life and godliness comes from our heart. Because you love God. Why should you guard your heart? Because you love God. God knows that. And if we don't guard our heart, after some time, our heart begins to grow cold. You know, when we go about our daily, we pray the prayer. And God didn't answer that prayer. And then suddenly our heart is wounded. And we will say, see, God doesn't answer prayer. If God was alive, he would answer my prayer. That's like saying, if my mommy was alive, she would give me chocolate for breakfast, lunch and dinner. You know, because why? I asked her. You know, God doesn't answer all your prayer. In fact, what does the Bible say? His nature limits him to answer for you what is for your good. Hallelujah. Because God is a good God. And so he, he, wants to, he wants to answer that which is for our good. And many times we do not know what is for our good and what is not for our good. Why should we guard our heart? Because we love God. Hallelujah. How many in the house love Jesus? Amen. Because you love Jesus, you have to, you got to guard your heart. Otherwise one day your heart and my heart disobeying God. Little by little, little by little, little by little, our heart grows cold. Years ago, I'd gone into an, a particular part of our country to preach. I was preaching at a revival meeting night after night. Revival was going on and people were coming in and weeping and repenting and turning to God and all of that. And on the back, right in the back of the hall, I looked, I saw a man over there. And I, at the end of the meeting, I walked up to that man. I walked to the back and I looked at him. And as I was speaking to others also, I spoke, suddenly spoke to him and said, what's your name? And he looked at me and he said, do you know me? I said, no, I'm sorry, I don't know you. He said... Uh, you said you are from that city. I said, yes, I'm from that city. He said, I've been there. I said, really? When did you come? He said, I came there many years ago as a missionary. I said, wow, that's great. And he told me a time when he came. I said, hey, yeah, I know that. You came with that man of God. I said, yeah. I said, how are you doing? He said, I'm contemplating suicide. My life is lost. I'm a drunk. I've been to drugs. My life is broken. Everything is lost. And in my heart, I stood there and I thought about, how is it that someone who was a missionary at one time is now 
contemplating suicide and saying, I want to take my life, I'm broke, I'm drunk, I'm on drugs. And as I thought about all of that, the only conclusion I had was, he didn't guard what was valuable. If we take lightly that which is valuable, we will, we will spend our life guarding other things. Guarding your job, you don't want someone else to take that job. <laughs> You'll be guarding your businesses, you don't want to lose your business, which is great. God gives the ability to make well, but what are we guarding? You know what the Bible goes on to say? It, it literally, the Bible is calling on us and saying, you know, calling on our hearts and telling us to guard it. Why? Because we love God. Second, not only do we love God, why does God want us to guard our hearts? Because our relationships with people depend on it. If our hearts are wounded, we will be estranged from people. If you hurt me, my temptation is to back off from you. Why? Every one of us loves a safe place. We love to, we love to be in a safe place. We don't want people to hurt us. And so... And we think I'm hurt because they hurt me. Listen to me carefully. You know what the Bible says? You and I are hurt, not because they hurt us. We're hurt because we didn't guard our heart. Oh, come on now. You didn't hear me today. We are hurt because we didn't guard our heart. That's a commandment that God gave us. Now, is it possible for people to hurt us? Sure, people will hurt us. Will circumstances, events, what happened, people thinks, things people said, things people did, things people did not do, things people planned to do, promised us and did. They can all hurt us. But guess what? It's our choice whether we want to stay there and what we're going to allow in our heart. Hallelujah. Come on, look at somebody and say, I need to guard my heart. And you need to guard your heart. Amen. We need to guard our heart. Hallelujah. Why? Because God loves us. Why do we guard our heart? Because this is going to impact our relationship with people. There have been seasons of your life. There have been seasons of my life. I didn't want to talk to some people. Anyone like me? Yeah, you just heard that. You don't want to talk to them. You don't want to, you don't want to see them. You, they come through there. You want to go through there. Why? Why do you want to do that? Because you, you, you don't want to get hurt again. That's why, that's why we do that. But you know what God is saying? There's a better way. There's a safer place. What did Jesus say? Love your enemies. Do good to them that have cursed you. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that did evil to you. How is that possible? Unless we got our heart. And we say, even though they hurt me, my God says I can be a blessing to the nations. Why does that happen? Because we are allowing the word of God coming to come into our heart and to work on our heart. God wants us to guard our heart. Because it, it, it impacts the relationships we have with people. Why should we guard our heart? Because the condition of our heart can affect our eternity. Mm. I'm just thinking about that man of God I saw back there in some part of this country. Standing there at the back of the church, tears running down his face. He said, I have nothing to look forward to. And I was thinking in my heart, I said, it's the same Jesus we're following. It's the same kind of challenges we go through. It's the same kind of people we're serving. (laughs) Same kind of things, situations or problems, all that. But one person has backslid and the other one's still hanging there. Why? Because we did not take care to guard our heart. God is coming with this word today and challenging the church. Stop saying because of that reason or this reason. Say, Lord, I want to start taking responsibility to guard my heart. They say, he stole my heart. (laughs) Churalia Dilko. He stole my heart. No, he didn't steal your heart. You gave it away. Why? Because in every giving away, there is something we expect in return. I think if I can give my heart to somebody, they will give me something back in return. And when that happens, we suddenly realize that what? I got wounded because I gave my heart away to someone or something. And it's not always someone. It's Sometimes it's something. Some people have given their heart away to their career. I was reading an article you know, there have been so many layoffs by these giant companies. You know, all the Googles and the Microsofts and 12,000, 15,000, 17,000. I don't know the exact numbers, but thousands of people have been laid off in the present, you know, recession that's going on. And there are articles on the net that I read. Someone said, I just got laid off from Google and I didn't know what to do. I took my dog for a walk. 
because they were sad now. Why? Because they may have held a, a great position or may have had a great business that you had and, and, and you may, you, and, and, or maybe you were in a, in a, in a, you can just imagine nations that are in war. The previous night they would have gone to sleep in peace. The next morning everything is lost. What do you do if you have not guarded your heart? If that business, your heart was given to that business, if your heart was given to that relationship outside God's will, if your heart was given to safety in wealth, and now everything that you held as a safety net is gone. Why? Because we gave our heart away. We didn't got our heart. This can affect our eternity. What we do with our heart today can affect our eternity. That is why we begin with, give your heart to Jesus. Submit your heart to Jesus Christ. And I don't mean when I say give your heart to Jesus, I don't mean in part. Because salvation is about surrendering to the Lord and surrendering to the Lord's will. We were saying, Lord, I belong to you. Give your heart because it can affect your eternity. Why should you give your heart? Because your heart is the source of everything you're going to do. Every way, everywhere you live, everything you do with your life, everything you produce from your life, it comes from your heart. King Solomon said like this. He says, it is the wellspring of life. When he wrote in the scriptures, he said, guard your heart. It is the wellspring. It's the source from where everything comes. If your heart is unhealthy, it has an impact on every aspect of your life. It threatens your marriage. It threatens your family, your relationships, your ministry. Your your ministry. Many people have left the ministry not because ministry is bad, because the heart is unhealthy. Thousands of pastors and leaders have left the ministry because the heart is not healthy. Saying, "Oh, this is not what I signed up for." You know, there are there are many believers that that, that get married and the husbands and wives and and one of the spouse by the time after they get married. You know, one of them feels a call of God to be a pastor or a leader. And many times I have heard the other spouse say, Oh, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't marry a pastor. I married uh, someone working. But both are believers. So one is saying, I'm a believer, but I didn't sign up for my husband to be a pastor. Uh, when I married him, my husband was working a good job in a multinational. But wait a minute. I thought you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm a disciple. Oh, he who loves us. Father, mother, brother, husband, children, more than me is not worthy. Oh, what happened to that discipleship? You see, the heart where we signed up not for salvation, we signed up for benefits from God. When that happens and bad times come, our heart is wounded. When God doesn't answer prayer. when God Luke 6.45 says, The good man out of his good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good. And the evil man out of the evil treasures brings out what is evil. You know, whatever is in our heart, we will bring it out. Sometimes we say, oh, uh, by mistake I said that. No, we, had, we, had, we planned it in our heart for a while. That under pressure, it comes out. When we plan, God change me, transform me, work on me. Even if we fail, the next time we'll say, Lord, next time something like this happens, I want to be ready for it. I want to guard my heart. The next time fear comes, I want to guard my heart. The next time, you know, confusion comes. I want to guard my heart. When fear comes, I want to tell myself, God has not given me, what? A spirit of fear. But he's given me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Look at somebody and say, I have a sound mind. I don't have a spirit of fear. Hallelujah. How does this happen? When fear, it's not because fear doesn't come. When fear comes, I take a stand against the plan of the devil. Because the devil, your heart is also under attack from the devil. He wants to come. Your heart, in fact, is a combat zone. It's all, the devil's always putting thoughts and fears and lies. And it is your responsibility and my responsibility to stand up. You know what does the Bible say? Ephesians 6, it says, take up the shield of faith. Hallelujah. The shield of faith is not automatically coming up. God is asking us, can you respond and take up the shield of faith? Which means there is a responsibility God is asking Can you do this? The enemy wants to assault your heart. He wants to assault your belief systems. He wants to assault your character. He wants to assault who you are and destroy who you are. The enemy wants to assault this because from your heart comes life and death. It is the source of fruitfulness or the source of barrenness, even spiritual. Spiritual. And I've seen, you see, there are, I wondered how some of the poorest people, 
are some of the most generous people. And yet some of the most wealthiest people can be some of the most stingiest people. It has nothing to do with the amount of wealth we have. It has everything to do with the condition of our heart. Where our heart is. And this is what the devil wants. This is why King Solomon in the Bible, in Proverbs and chapter 4 and verse 23, King Solomon, the Lord through the scriptures gives us a warning. Let's read this together. Let's go. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows. This is the source. God is saying, guard this. Guard how you're thinking. What is your heart? Your mind, your will, and your emotion. Guard it. Fear attacks everybody. But guard it and say, I shall not fear. Hallelujah. Guard your heart. This is the source. Your mind, your will, your emotion. Guard it. Why? It says, look what Solomon is saying. He's saying, above all. Say that after me. What does it say? Above all. Which means, if you are to choose between guarding your wealth and guarding your heart, guard your heart. If you are to choose between guarding your house and guarding your heart, guard your heart. If you are to choose between guarding your, your you know, your, whatever things that you, you hold valuable and guarding your heart, the scriptures are warning us, guard your heart. Why? Because the devil constantly wants to destroy you by putting fear, doubt and unbelief. The heart is the seed of our spiritual and emotional health. If your spiritual and emotional health have to be, have to be healthy, you have to guard what goes inside. Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 22 says like this. A joyful heart is a good medicine. But a broken spirit dries up the bones. Now joy, some people say, my joy, I, I'm sad because of them. Or I'm fearful because of that situation. Or I'm angry because of him. We say that. But the fact is, I'm angry because I didn't guard my heart. That's the bottom line. I'm sad. Why? Because I didn't guard my heart. What do you mean? I've been through a stressful, painful situation. That is true. But I'm sad because I choose to be sad. I was, you know, I, I, I am, I'm, I, I'm upset with God because I choose to be upset with God. Yeah, in, in, the, in the other service, I just shared a story last month. Actually, my parents' home, my parents are not living there. They went on a vacation somewhere. My parents' home got robbed. So we got some robbers that came in and my uncle called up and said, John, you need to come. Your parents' home is robbed. They've broken into the home. And, and uh, so I said, okay. And I, and I came down and I went to the home. And I got the cops and I came. We opened the house. Uh, through, they broke in through the window. And so we opened the house and I went in through the... And uh, in the presence of the cops, I was looking around the house. There wasn't a better word to explain my emotions than the word the house was ransacked. You know, I mean, they didn't just pick up something and walk away. I mean, they, they took everything. They took the motor, the, the TV, the, the, I mean, everything of value they found as value. The, anything they didn't find valuable, I guess they just left it there. They took it all, whatever they could, they just took it away. And they even, there was a packet of biscuit. They took the biscuit, they ate the biscuit and threw the cover outside. Can you imagine? I mean, these guys are pros. So... So when this happened, and my parents were not, that's the house we've grown up in. That's the house we have a lot of memories. That's the house our parents, my parents are living up till today. They've gone on a vacation. So when I saw them, the, the these, and I went into my parents' bedroom, the, the bedroom was ransacked, the almaras were broken, uh, or tell, opened or whatever, and all the things were taken out, things were stolen, the, you know, everything was. I stood there looking at that, and I had an option. What is the option? To ask the question, why Lord? No, that's the usual question. Why Lord? As if if he gives you an explanation, you'll be happy. <laughs> you think you'll be happy? Uh, I allowed them to break into your house because I wanted to work on your heart. Oh, yes, hallelujah. Oh, thank you. You think you'll be happy? You'd be happy if you decide to be happy. Period. And we are sad and we are angry because we are allowing the enemy... Or ourselves to rule our heart. That is why let God rule our heart. I stood there. The cops were taking pictures and going around and all that. I looked at all of this and I said, Lord, this is, this is quite a bit gone here. So people ask me, what all did you lose? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. So I knew I had to tell my folks that their house is broken into and they've lost a lot of stuff. Um, so uh, I stood there. I had a choice. I stood there and I said, Lord... I want to thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us so much that these people found our house worthy of robbing. 
Honestly, I did that. I said, Lord, I know I'm feeling sad. I was feeling sad. See, I'm not saying I wasn't sad. I was genuinely sad. But I'm not going to let that sorrow rule my heart. I have to decide what goes in my heart. Did you hear me? Come on, look at somebody and say, I need to guard my heart. Come on. Amen. Nobody else can guard your heart for you. I need to guard my heart. I need to apply the scriptures to my life. I need to guard my heart. I stood there and I said, Lord, I thank you that we are so blessed and so highly favored <laughs> that these guys decided to break into a house and take all of this way. And I stood there in that room and I said, Lord, in return, I'm asking you for their souls. Get them saved, Lord, wherever they are. Let somebody share the gospel to them. Get them saved, Lord. I want, to, I want them saved, Lord. Now I had to report to my folks, elderly parents, they're in their, they're octogenarians, they're in their 80s, in the second part of their 80s. And how do you break the news to them that their house, where everything they own is there, it's gone, many things are gone. So I, I said, I need to guard not only my heart, I need to help my dad guard his heart. So I called up my dad and I said, dad, got bad news, what's bad news? They said, your house broken into. Really? I said, don't worry, it's okay. I said, dad, do you have a, do you have a bed to sleep in? Do you have, uh, you know, food to eat? Uh, and where are we? My dad's with my sister right now. So do you, do you have a bed to sleep in, a food to eat, a family to love you? And I said, do you have brush and paste to brush your teeth every day? He said, yeah. I said, uh, you're a happy man. What are you worried about? Then he looks at me and he said, ah, that's true. <laughs> he said, that's okay. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's an attitude. And that attitude, nobody can put inside you. You and I have to decide. Three children born under the same father, taught the same values, will have different attitudes because each one has to decide for themselves what they let into their heart. Did you hear me? Amen. So the, the, the scripture commands us to guard our heart. So many people in the Bible went through these challenges. You saw Elijah, great men of God were troubled. Elijah did not know. He was sad. He went up the mountain. Lord, I'm all alone, Lord. You know, nobody loves me. And God's like, get up, there's work to do. Uh, even if you hear a wind and voice and this, that and all that, Elijah had to humble down and obey God. That's that Paul, Apostle Paul, great man of God. You know what he wrote? I despaired of life. It's in the Bible. He was so sad one day, he said, I don't know why I'm living. Apostle Paul. You look at David, he ran away, he was so heartbroken. Jesus, Father, if it's possible, take this cup of suffering. But what did Jesus do? But Lord. Come on, help me. Not my will, but your will be done. He just guarded his heart. Did you see what I'm saying? We have the, we have the ability, grace given by the Holy Spirit to guard our heart. Nobody, and I'm saying it again, nobody should ever say, Oh, I'm so hurt and wounded because of those people. We must say, I've been through hell and high water, but God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to guard our heart. How do I do this? And I think there are some simple things to guard your heart. Number one, you've got to discipline yourself to meditate on God's word. Why is it that some of us are able to in certain circumstances? There are other times we fail. When we fail, we buck up again. But why is it that sometimes we're able to do this? Why, we able to, why was I able to say that and pray that when I was standing in our home over there? I did that because I stood there and told the Lord. I said, Lord, uh, you know, because the word of God in my heart. That we're allowed to meditate on God's word. And this is done best by regularly setting apart time with God. Taking time to meditate, to reflect, reading the scriptures and saying, how can I apply this scripture in my life? And the next time around when you go through a difficult circumstance, you will say, no, I must not be sad. I will rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah. You meditate, reflect on the scripture, meditate on the word of God. Because in the word is life and health. Jesus said in Matthew 4, for man shall not live by bread alone, but by Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You know, nobody can destroy your life. Nobody can make you unhappy. Nobody has the power. Nobody has the power to destroy your life. God has the power over your life. That is why even when Stephen was being muttered, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, into your hand, I commit my spirit. Oh, Jesus was also committing his spirit. You see, why are we doing this? He, he, because the, God has given us the grace and the authority to lead our lives in a powerful way. The Bible says, give attention to my words. Meditate upon it day and night. Transformed. Be tra- Romans 12 says in verse 1 and 2, be transformed in your mind 
by the renewing of your mind. How do you, how do you guard your heart? By meditating on God's word regularly. Most Christians today, they say, we don't have time to read the word. Yeah, what you're saying is, I don't have time to guard my heart. But they do have time for a career and they have time for uh, other things. And, and when that is gone, suddenly heart is broken. They have time for a girlfriend or a boyfriend. When that is gone, our heart is broken. We got time for movies and, and other fun stuff. But when that is gone and it doesn't make, bring peace anymore, our heart is broken. What was most valuable, we didn't guard. And allowed negativity come in and, and depression and oppression and, and, and lies about ourselves. What do we do to guard our heart? We ask the Lord, Lord, search my heart. Search my heart. You know, if we have to guard our heart, we have to allow God to search our heart. We have to allow God to come into our life and, 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 and come into our life and search. You know, a psalmist said in Psalm 139 and verse 23 and 24, the psalmist said, Search me, O God, and know my heart today. Try me and know my anger. Try me. You know what that means? Put me on trial. Test me. Ask those questions, Lord. See if my heart will stand up. See, search me, O God. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me. Know my anxious thoughts. You know what that means? I don't know. I'm going through such a hard phase in my life. That's God trying you. Why? Because that exposes our anxious thoughts. Try me, O Lord. See if there's any hurtful way in me. Or which means, see if there is anything in the way I think that is not of you, Lord. See if there's anything. And lead me in the path everlasting. Can you see how your heart is connected to your eternity? Search me, Lord. Because my eternity is too important for me to throw away. Search my heart, O God. Proverbs 21.2 says, Every man is right in his own eyes. But the Lord searches the heart. Sometimes we, we, in our own eyes, we think we are right. You know, First Corinthians and chapter 4, verse 2 to 4 says like this. Paul says, in this case, moreover, it is required of stewards that one be found trustworthy. But to me, it's a, it's a very small thing that I may be examined by you or by any human court. In fact, I do not even examine myself. What is Paul saying? I don't even examine myself. You know what he's saying? For I am conscious... He's saying, it's not that he doesn't examine, because another part of scripture he says, judge that you not be judged. Alright? But what is Paul trying to say? For I'm conscious of what against myself? What is Paul saying? Paul is saying, I don't know anything that I've done wrong. <laughs> you know, I was joking this morning, I was saying, the one thing we can confidently say, we're like Apostle Paul. I don't know anything that I've done wrong. <laughs> Most of us would so conveniently say that. I'm right. I'm not wrong. You are wrong. I am right. I don't know. For I am conscious of nothing against myself. You see what is Paul saying? He's saying, I am conscious of nothing against myself. Yet, I am not by this acquitted. Which means, even though I am not conscious of anything I have done wrong, that does not mean I have not done anything wrong. Are you listening to me? It does not mean I've not done anything wrong. It is saying that I'm simply unaware of what I've done wrong. And this is why God begins to bring people. He says, I, he says I, I'm not acquitted, but the one who examines me is the Lord. How do, we, how do we guard our heart? We guard our heart by meditating the word. We guard our heart by searching our hearts. Lord, search my heart. How else do we guard our heart? Guard your heart by surrounding yourself with godly people. Who will love you enough to tell you and me when we are wrong. God our heart. Years ago one of my classmates attempted suicide. This was back in medical school. And for literally 2-3 days we were fighting for her life. In the ICU. And For 2 nights I hadn't slept. This was the 3rd day. And 3rd day evening there was fellowship. And so we went for fellowship. I was so tired, so sleepy. And my, the leader of the fellowship asked me, John, what happened? I said, you know, you must have heard one of my classmates attempted suicide and we've been fighting for her life and all that. And this leader of the fellowship looked at me and he said, John, can I tell you something? I said, yes. He said, you don't look like a Christian. Now, actually, that took me back. I was a little offended. What do you mean I don't look like a Christian? In my heart, I'm thinking. I didn't tell him. <laughs> like most of you all don't tell the pastor anything, but in your heart, you're thinking. <laughs> I didn't tell him. I'm thinking, what does he mean? I don't look like a... I fought for them. With them, we were there. 
standing there outside the you know i was not the medical care i was standing there outside three days three nights we were there fighting for her life actually we were fighting for her life because he was she was my she was my close friend's girlfriend she gave him her heart and he messed it up this leader looked at me and he said you don't look like a christian i said what do you mean he said you don't look like a christian he says, you look anxious, you look confused, all of that. And I'm thinking in my heart, that's right, I mean, two days outside the ICU will be anxious. But guess what? Instead of rejecting what he said, I took it to heart. I went that night, I showered, went to sleep after the fellowship. And I said, Lord, this is in your hands. Amen. Only we can do that. We've got to surround ourselves with godly counsel. Ask, have the courage to ask people, is there anything you see about my heart that I'm not guarding? Is there, have courage to let people speak into our life. To tell us, John, this is not right, that is wrong. Why? Because, you know why we should allow people, many of us are very self-absorbed. We have withdrawn, when we get hurt, we withdraw, we, we associate with hurting people. <laughs> One of the principles of leadership, they say like this, you know, hurting people hurt people. And hurting people must never go and speak to a like-hurting person. Because you will only hear hurting thoughts. When we are hurt, I like to talk to somebody who is hurt like me. Why? They will say, yes, John, you really did everything correctly. That fellow, he's a rascal. We like, why, why do we want to hear that? Because that comforts us. So what are we looking for? We are looking for comfort. We withdraw. We asso- stop associating with the godly. And we look for affirmative behavioral material. You know, that we'll read up affirmative material and we're, when we're hurting and we become self-absorbed. And many times we'll, when we look for people that will agree with us, our hearts are so open to be broken. This is exactly what the devil wants. He wants to destroy us. This is why the Bible says, do not be unaware of the schemes of the enemy. But what does God do? want to do? And he wants us to guard our heart. The Bible says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instead of filling our heart with negative thoughts and filling our hearts with anger and bitterness, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on, look at somebody and say, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't, instead of saying, oh, that, this was the hardest part of my life. No, no, listen to me, listen to me. Can I redefine something for you? Some of us, how many of us said, that was the hardest part of my life? Yeah? That hardest part of my life, we've all been there, we all have the stories, actually were one of the most unguarded parts of our life. Because that's the place the enemy got a foothold. Even though outside, Paul says, conflicts on the outside, fears within, but God. What was allowing God to come into that? One of the, what, one of the things God wants us to do, be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're going through a hard time. You're going through hell. Don't stop there. Go straight into the presence of God. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Walk with a humble heart and say, Lord, I want you to change my heart. I want you to fill my heart. I want you to change me, Lord. And you begin to walk by faith. Say, Lord, I know that thing happened to me, but God, hallelujah. Oh, I know I failed that exam, but God can take me through that. I know my marriage is going through a hard time, but God can bring healing in this. I know my friends are leaving me and going, but God, you are closer than the closest friend. Hallelujah. I know that situation is freaking me out, but God, we can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens us. Hallelujah. This is what God wants to do. God wants us to walk in faith. How do we got a heart? Walk in faith, not in fear. Walk in the faith of God. Guard your hearts. And I believe when God begins to work in a heart like that, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to minister to us in a powerful way. Every eye close, let's pray together. Let's pray together. Right now, we are where we are in life because of how well or poorly, we have guarded our heart. We are where we are in life because either we have guarded our heart well or we have guarded our heart poorly. Today, the Holy Spirit, it's time for us to ask the Lord, Lord, search my heart, O God. Search my heart on whom I put my faith, whom I put my trust. Search my heart. Search my heart. Search my heart, Lord. Because the truth is, 
we must search our heart because if not one day God will search our heart Jeremiah 17:10 says I the Lord search the heart I test the mind even to give each man according to his ways God will one day search our heart Lord we want to search our heart before we stand before you on judgment day In the meantime Lord here on earth search our heart You search our heart and see if there's any wicked way in us Lord any ungodly way anything that is not of you Lord Father we want to repent Lord today We want to repent Lord for not protecting the most valuable thing our heart our mind our will our emotions Lord we repent for allowing the enemy and friends and people around to dictate the emotional condition of our heart we repent lord father we want to stop blaming people and take responsibility that we are responsible to guard our heart and we want to do that by meditating on god's word lord we want to do that by surrounding ourselves with godly counsel being filled with the holy spirit we want to do that lord by searching our heart on a regular basis lord we want to do that by walking with a humble heart and and being filled with the spirit and believing walking in faith lord that you can do all things in our life lord we want to welcome you into our heart we thank you jesus we repent we ask you to take the most holy place in our heart lord ezekiel 36 verse 26 says i will give you a new heart and i'll put a new spirit in you i will remove from you your heart of stone and i will give you a heart of flesh today if anybody here is struggling you're in a place of self pity and brokenness and anger and hurt and pain maybe your heart has come to a place a heart of stone god is saying i want to remove that and i want to give you a heart of flesh many carry a heart of deception we're deceived because we 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 allow we didn't guard our heart we allowed deception to come in little by little many of us are living ungodly lives fleshly lives it didn't it came in little by little Lord we repent. And Lord like the psalmist prayed in Psalm 51:10. We pray together too. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Father, we pray for a clean heart, a guarded heart, a heart guarded against every plan of the devil. And a heart submitted to you, because you'll take care of our heart. Give us a steadfast heart, Lord. the heart set fast on the ways of god we give you the glory and honor in jesus mighty name we pray everybody said aloud amen 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 god bless you thank you for listening to this sermon for more sermons please do visit us at wscc.in